TheOAMNetwork.com. Power to the podcast. Hey, y'all, this episode is brought to you by TickPick.com. If you're trying to find tickets to a sporting event or a concert, make sure you check out TickPick.com. That's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K.com. Now let's get to the show. Gentlemen, welcome to the kickback on the OAM Podcast Network, coming to you live from the beautiful Central Atrium in the Crosstown Cross Concourse in Memphis, Tennessee. We're just kicking back, talking sports and talking life. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and the OAMNetwork.com. On iTunes, our logo looks like uh, the old Yo! TV Raps logo. It's fluorescent. It's green. You cannot miss it. Make sure you subscribe to the show. Leave a comment. Leave a five-star rating. So uh, we know that you like what you hear. Every time we record, you can catch us on Facebook Live. That's on the OAM Memphis Facebook page. Um, Now that we got all the business out the way, let's get to our special guest. I will start on my right. Uh, This is his second time here stopping by to kick back. Uh, We did a a profile on him a couple episodes ago. I believe it was episode six or seven, one of them. Uh, We got Mr. Derek Byers. Yo, yo. Thank you for coming. Uh, to his right, we have a frequent collaborator of the kickback. Uh, that is Justin. Yo, what's up? What's up? Or Slim, as people call him. And to his right, we have a newcomer to the kickback. Um, another Memphis high school basketball legend, superstar, uh, Adrian Henning. Adrian, say what's up to the people. What's up, everybody? This is my crack crew of uh, basketball experts. <laughs> so <laughs> this show will be heavy on the basketball, both NCAA uh, and NBA. And speaking of that, we also have another special guest joining us a little bit later. It'll be Jason Shear, uh, the publisher and senior editor for wildcatauthority.com. He's uh, he's an expert and pretty well known about that grassroots basketball and the AAU culture of what's been going on. So we'll talk to him about What's been happening with that and what this means for my alma mater, the uh, University of Arizona, with all this stuff that's been going on. So kind of leading into that or coming off of that, uh, was it last week? It seemed like it was long ago because some, something keeps happening. But last week, the uh, the FBI came out and said that it has been doing an undercover sting operation on basically the corruption that goes on in college basketball at the grassroots basketball level in the NCAA, the FBI in cons- in uh, conjunction with some other people, ended up arresting four NCAA assistant co- basketball coaches, uh, one from Auburn, uh, one from Oklahoma State, one from University of Arizona, and one from USC. Um, and they got them on varying different charges, uh, money la- not money laundering, but fraud and corruption, you know, paying players, paying for play players and all of that. And in the midst of all of that, we had a casualty, in it, all four of those lost their job. All four assistant coaches lost their job, and a head coach and an assistant director, assistant uh, and an athletic director, lost their job. And that would be from Louisville. Rick Patino lost his job, and the AD that hired him lost his job too. Uh, so, 
that's kind of the broad overarching of it. We'll get Sheer to talk more about it when he gets on. But for you guys, for especially Derek and Adrian, you both played college college basketball, college division one basketball. Does this shock you? No, it doesn't shock me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this is a pretty thorough investigation. That part shocked me in the timing of it, I guess, uh, with it, you know, being a month or two before the season kicks off. But, I mean, this stuff has been going on, like, from the beginning of time. It's just been kind of taboo the whole time. But um, no no big shock there, though, man. Yeah, I don't I don't see a big shock in the situation either. Um, you know, coaches have been – influencing players to join their school. I mean, it's a really a blurred line between recruiting and illegal behavior, you know, because you want to impress the students and the student athletes to get them to come to the school. So, you know, it's like, what? how do you go about doing it? Like, you find things they're interested in and try to tempt them. So if they yeah. like shoes or cars or things like that, you go, of course, if you got the means to do it, a school with an operating budget of, you know, $20 million is not – that's a drop in the bucket for them. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it goes back like a movie we used to watch when we were younger all the time was Blue Chips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Blue Chips mm-hmm. talked about that uh, a lot. Ricky Rowe. You had Ricky Rowe who told him, look, man, I ain't I ain't going nowhere unless there's my daddy get a new tractor and there's a pile of money on the front door. And it, and it happened. And right. uh, For sure. Even if you, if you switch yeah. sports and go back to it on the level of like, the 30 for 30 on SMU, the Pony Express. Mm-hmm. Like, them, Eric Dickerson was getting everything. Like, he got cash. He got cars. He had it all. Didn't it happen here, though, back with Albert Means? Yep. <laughs> Albert, <laughs> Albert was Means. Was that Treadwell or mm-hmm. something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know the ins and outs of that yeah, one, but I, I do but know. I thought it happened something like that. Mm-hmm. Somebody Same paid. Thing. Somebody gave Big a coach man. or somebody. The coach so, got money influence. Yeah, yeah. like it's a lot of movies of Bud Rim when uh, the coach, yeah. Tried, yeah, yeah, you know, he tried true. to give him some money to go. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know he got game, of course. So yeah. you know it happens. Like they talk about it all the time, and you know it's really art imitating life. It really is. It really is. And I mean, my my, my favorite scene of he got game is. Uh, <laughs> The official visit. <laughs> Big state. That's Big the question. That happens. Yeah. That happens. Oh, that definitely happens. That definitely happens all the time. Uh, Tim has just joined us, ladies and gentlemen. So if you hear another voice from the introduction, that is Tim. Good evening. Good evening. I think, Derek, the one I'm with you. The one thing that surprised me a lot about it is the timing of it mm-hmm. and how long it took. They were working on this case for two years. Two years? Two years. They have been working on this case for two years. Sheesh. And um, yeah. it goes deeper than the assistant coaches. So they, they got a bunch of other people involved in this, uh, former agents, mm-hmm. former people, people that worked at shoe companies and helped run grassroots basketball, mm-hmm. uh, financial advisors. And so the whole thing was, well, the each coach had a different situation. And so I want to go through the different situations so people can understand them and help me look I didn't read that much about this, really. I knew it was happening because, like y'all said, it really didn't surprise me that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so the four assistant coaches that got arrested, one was Emmanuel Book Richardson from the University of Arizona. Um, Book was accused of paying a player $5,000 in bribe money. Uh, to He was funneling a player to Arizona. He uh, Book is quoted by a wiretap as saying the player would be on campus the weekend of June 24 and would be likely to commit to Arizona. 
while also requesting more money. Uh, that date corresponds with the official visit of five-star point guard Javon Quinterly. And Javon Quinterly uh, eventually committed to the University of Arizona on August 8th. Uh, Book is also accused of accepting $20,000 in bribe money this past June and July in New York and New Jersey. Uh, Chuck, per- Chuck Person, who played in the NBA and is now an assistant for Auburn, mm-hmm. um, he is accused of handling a total of $141,500 uh, in addition, Chuck, per- Chuck Person arranged for a witness to make payments directly to the families of the players Person was steering to the witness. These payments defrauded university by depriving it of the financial aid university continued to award to the relevant student athletes under false pretenses. So um, the feds allege that Person accepted $91,000 from Martin Blazer, the financial advisor, who acted as the cooperating witness in the FBI's case. So this dude was an undercover agent. And so he was given, he was, uh, he was given that like in one year though. Yeah. He was given uh, 90 some thousand yeah, in a year. Yeah. It was, it was in a shorter time period. Mm-hmm. Uh, it said a person took $50,000 in cash as a bribe to steer players to the financial person's interest. Uh, the suit alleges. And so, I just heard he kind of, kind of bragged a little bit more about the level of recruits that they were getting and he was able to be in contact with. And so they gave him more money. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, that's a problem with that is. Chuck's head coach is Bruce Pearl, and Bruce Pearl <laughs> notorious has his has his own NCAA problems. So you can't be on the staff of a coach that has already had NCAA problems out here doing them things, and you taking money to steer people to your school and to steer them to financial advisors when they graduate, which I feel like happens a lot more. Like you, like you know, people take money to get steered to agents and all that stuff. I think that's a pretty that's that happens everywhere. I'm assuming. Yeah, but, I, I know. But this situation, I didn't realize how. The guys, it was two guys especially, um, working with basically the Adidas schools. Um, was Gato dude. And, and uh, yeah. the other cat that, that were basically steering people to their agencies. Like one was management, one was uh, financial. And like they did with several schools, that, and they got caught with several schools in this whole situation. So I was doing a little reading. I was like, oh, I didn't realize they did it with multiple schools in you know mm-hmm. this whole situation, man. So it's mm-hmm. it, it's It's crazy. Uh, Lamont Evans was an Oklahoma State assistant. He uh, is accused of accepting bribe money at South Carolina and at Oklahoma State. Uh, he is alleged that he received at least $22,000 in bribe money to exert his influence over certain student athletes. And that's in quotation marks, so you don't even know what that really means, like what he was asking to do, if he actually paid players or not. Him getting fired from Oklahoma State actually made them lose another recruit, like another five-star recruit that they had. Which makes it think it makes you think that that kid was getting some money. <laughs> well, and I, it's like a slippery slope almost. Though when you think about influencing the kid to come to a school, now is that like a situation where I know the AAU coach that he plays for, and I got a good rapport with him, so I got the inside track for that player? Because mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like like twenty two thousand dollars is not a lot, a lot of money to money to pay out to. You know, so if I'm giving you money to bring me a five-star recruit, you're clearly not giving me the money to funnel it to the player. Right. you just saying, I'm just saying I can get this player to come to your school. So, you know, I think what you got to find out, what we're going to find out later is, like, the severity of some of the things that are going on. Like, is this, like, just something like that? Or is it something, like, where I'm actually paying the guy or I'm making promises? Well, or, I think a lot of the, where I, I saw issue – 
uh, you know, in the general context, you know, everybody, you know, got a money, got a get a guy to come to the school or whatever. Uh, when it's that kind of situation where it's like, whether it's through a booster or whatever, you know, or affiliated person through the program mm-hmm. that, that gets it filtered through to the kid or the family, okay, that's that's more on the norm tip. But like where it's kind of more bothersome for me is the when you have guys that from agencies and stuff like that paying the coach to then use his influence. Not they already at the school or already committed to the school mm-hmm. or they helped get their kids to the school. But it's like I'm paying you now to have them do business with me when they leave, you know? Right. And so at that point, it's almost like it's slavery. Like you, you're selling yeah. the kid, you know, back yeah, and forth versus exactly. it's like, all right, I'm going to give you some money to come do this. It's like almost a direct, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. correlation of what's going on. Right. But the kid don't even know what's going on on the exactly. opposite side of these other folks passing them around and, you know, handling the business, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's where it's kind of like more of an issue. Because coaches are held to a higher standard to, you know, protect their players. And, you know, a right. lot of these guys yeah. like trust father figures. Everything. Right. And you trust this guy. He brought you in. He got you to the point maybe you're going to go to the NBA. Right. So you feeling like, man, I owe this guy. This guy, you know, gave me an opportunity, gave me a shot to uh, provide for my family. Then all of a sudden find out that he's setting you up. Mm-hmm. Set you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So. And, and, I mean, I want to read this last charge. And I got yeah, this one. Tony Bland, uh, a USC assistant. Uh, Tony is uh, charged with conspiracy to commit bribery, soliciting a bribe and wire fraud. Uh, Bland has been charged with providing $9,000 cash payments to the families of two current USC players. Um, they got low ball. Bland used these words to the financial advisor, also facing charges. I can definitely mold the players and put them in the lap of you guys. So that's like what y'all were saying. Like, as a parent or something, you send your kids to these schools to be with these coaches around these coaches, and you expect them to do the best for the kid, not what's best for them. Mm-hmm. And that's what they – like, that's what these coaches are basically accused of doing. Like, right. TB uh, is a prime example. Like, I can definitely mold these players and get them where you need them to be. I can definitely – they'll listen to me. If if I say sign with this agent, they'll sign with this agent. If I say sign with so-and-so, they'll sign with so-and-so. So that's the bigger issue to me versus getting a kid to go to a school. You know, it's, that's, that's the – the one that kind of mm-hmm. it, it bothers me. The other stuff really doesn't necessarily bother me because at the end of the day, if you eliminate this fake NCAA hiding behind the whole thing of amateurism, you eliminate all these issues. You won't have yeah. all of these things. I mean, because at the end of the day, these kids should be able to, on the open market, be able to get what they value yeah, that yep. because all the money that these universities and institutions are making off the back of your kids, like yeah. it's ridiculous at this point. Um, and they want to keep continuing to use amateurism and, hey, we're paying for education, that they continue to really is devalued at this point. You know, um, they increase the the cost of it, but it's not anything, you know, at the end of the day, especially if these guys at the at the level of going to the next uh, level in their profession in the sports. So right. it's um, kind of ridiculous. Right. The Another guy, another major player in this is Jim Gatto. That's what you mentioned his name, Justin. Uh, he's, he was a director of Adidas Global Sports Marketing. He's accused of paying families of two high-profile recruits to play for Adidas-affiliated schools. One of those schools is Louisville. Uh, the money exchanged for the two families was $100,000 and $150,000. It came out later that the $100,000 went to a five-star forward named Brian Bowen, who committed to Louisville, an Adidas school, one of Adidas's top schools, uh, mm-hmm. without taking a visit. He, you know, he didn't take a visit, and they were barely recruiting. They, I don't want to say they were barely recruiting them. They were recruiting them. But it's very rare that a kid that good and that high-ranking 
commits to a school without even taking a visit. Mm-hmm. It's hard yeah. for a kid to say no to that. A hundred thousand? Yeah. Yeah, right. You can give a kid about 10 racks these yeah. days. <laughs> some J's. And they, I'm they telling you. <laughs> well, they were Adidas, so they would get some, <laughs> li- some Damian Lillard. Some Damian Lillard. Yeah. Some James Harden. <laughs> some some, 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 some <laughs> I would I would never send my kid to an Adidas school. I just don't. Ever. I don't know why they would do such it's a thing. Until like, they put a hundred grand in your until hand. Until they put a hundred grand in my hand. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, they go to Under Armour. Three strike life. You know what? I like Adidas. I like Adidas. I kind of like Adidas. You know what? Maybe I can get some Yeezys out You can go to a Fila school. Playing in the throwback Grand Hills. Another dude, another major player, Christian Dawkins. He's a former agent fired from ASM Sports, who is Andy Miller. That's his agency. He was the broker who uh, organized the deals between the assistant coaches and Jim Gatto. He uh, he was caught on caught on wire saying, "If you're going to fund these guys, I mean, we'd be running college basketball." And that like that quote right there is basically the crux of why the FBI got into this. And he's 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 the one one of the two that I was referring to that has been involved with several schools that they listed. Like mm-hmm. Sports Illustrated has a good breakdown of all of the charges for every guy and then putting it in layman's terms underneath. And, you know, you know, they use a lot of language that didn't necessarily mention the actual university and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but you could yep. actually use the context clues to guess who it was. And so they kind of broke down what University mm-hmm. 2, University 1, and all kind of stuff like that, what player was each one of them. So uh, if anybody wants to just really check it out uh, on their spare time, Sports Illustrated has a good article breakdown on that. They, um, they also talk about, these charges are exclusively on the individuals from the FBI. So mm-hmm. the, so like right now the, the schools are looked at as victims that they were taken advantage of by these four rogue individuals. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I um, like that other than the NCAA, you know, the NCAA come in and want to take everything from you, lose scholarships. So yeah. I appreciate the fact that the FBI is like, this on y'all. The right. schools ain't got nothing to do with it because it ain't doing nothing but hurting the kids in the long run. Now, but what's going to happen But could is, it be spin, too, though? Because, you know, I think that opens up a door to the conversations. of like, you know, why aren't we giving these players money anyway? In the first right. place. Things yeah. like that. So, like, they kind of want to probably keep that Pandora's box closed as yeah. well <laughs> and just be like, these dudes were operating on their own yeah. instead of implicating these blue blood schools. Mm-hmm. These, you know what I'm saying, they got these kind of reputations. But at some point, like... System in a Louisville break. situation, though, like you got to implicate they, you got to uh, implicate them. Tino got to go. Yeah, he got to no, go. He he go. Ad, the, that school I has mean, to get into uh, yeah. some trouble somehow it, or another. If he was on three strikes, he'll be out. Yeah, he 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 had to go. Yeah, he gonna need away. That's what um that's what that's the main thing. That's why he got fired. Like because he he can sit there and say. I didn't know my assistant was doing this, but this is like the third assistant of yours that you didn't know was doing some crazy yeah. stuff. You got one assistant that's out here uh, hiring prostitutes and bringing chicks to the hotel for uh, for dudes yeah. on official Somebody visits snitched, and stuff like that. Yeah. You got him. You didn't process. know what he was doing. Okay, we believe that. Now you don't know what this. So what you do, Rick? You just <laughs> you just go yeah. wake up. Go to the office right before practice. Okay, and so, then, yeah. and then so, go back home. You don't know sure. nothing, fam. So I may, yeah. I may, I may ain't be talking a, to nobody. I may be a little naive when it comes to coaches knowing you are certain things. I mean, I know like certain <laughs> certain <laughs> certain pay grade only allows you to do so so much. So when you start talking about six figures to a kid, 
coach got to know because somebody got to sign that check. Somebody got to okay that. Right. Yeah, I ain't but signing you, it, though. But I'm just saying, somebody got to be like, you, this who you go talk to. So this, somebody has to be like, you cool to do this, Tim. You know what I'm saying? Tim ain't got the power as an assistant coach, I don't think, to just be like. Not for 100K. You know what I'm saying? For 100K. Not for 100K. But, I mean, we're all grown adults. Yeah. And when we were teenagers, mom and daddy owned the house that we lived in. And they didn't know some of the stupid shit that we was doing. So oh, how can a coach know that's everything right. that goes with that's, no, that's too much money to that's sign. Money. Money. Oh, saying, oh, with yeah, that, yeah. yeah, too much money to sign. But I'm just saying, like, yeah. on the stripper chicks, oh, sure, yeah. Yeah. Some like, but I don't know You might just be the cool coach. You might be the cool coach. Just say, like, in high school, if I was running this in for Derry now, Wes wouldn't know if we were if I had my mama house and we bagging chicks in my mama house. Wes wouldn't know, so we come yeah. back and I get on, I get in trouble. Yeah. I mean, he get in trouble. Like I didn't know Slim Nick was running like that, yeah. but now Slim was taking like coach. We need to get Carlos Suggs for instance. We need to get Carlos over here with Kingsbury. He go ten racks, pay his mama mortgage for a month. I have to be like Wes. We got a problem. You know what I'm saying? So right. that kind of stuff, you know. But some of that small stuff, like I said, maybe it's me. I'm naive. That coaches don't know everything. That no, I know. And they, they don't. They don't. They ain't saying they know. They try not to know. To it, but some of the stuff is just like you empowered to do this. Yeah. Like, you empowered. Yeah, I want to empower my assistant coach to make no move like that. Yeah, jeopardize. Yeah, you know. What but, I'm but let me let what, me ask. Go ahead, go ahead, DB. No, I was just gonna say what I do know. Like for instance, when we would do official visits, we I think the legal allotment that you're supposed to get is 60 bucks like one of the players the host on the visit yeah. gets that and he's welcome like he's free to do whatever with the the prospective uh player that they're trying to get the coaches don't have any affiliation with that they just say like right. here's the keys like here's the money like enjoy yep. yourself now what i do know is we have and most universities have like the fourth or fifth assistant coach is usually a former player mm-hmm. and he's a grad assistant he's like late 20s mostly like so mm-hmm. he's He's still connected. Yeah, he's very connected he's to that lifestyle, yeah, lifestyle anyway. And we had one like that at Vandy. We had one like that at Virginia. So, I mean, like, I, you know, the head coach probably doesn't have any clue what's going on with that. Yeah. Now, like, it's, it's funny that you said that because, like, when I was first getting into my podcast debut, I recorded a podcast literally explaining how official visits went mm-hmm. and how head coaches for official visits. And I think that that's the distinction now. If, you, it's, for, if it's for an official visit – and it's for a kid you're trying to get, you're not really responsible for knowing all that. But if, if you're charged with being the overseer of this team, mm-hmm. you're supposed to know. But on for an official visit, like there are times, like the coach doesn't, they don't want to know. Right, exactly. What you're don't doing, like, know. Yeah. And yeah, when, don't in my know. position, when I was at SC, <laughs> I was their young coach. Like I was at every party that we had when recruits were there, just mainly keeping an eye on our guys and keeping an eye on him mm-hmm. uh, to make sure they didn't do anything that stupid. But I wasn't going back and telling the coaches. Exactly. This is oh, we had this 17 year old kid drunk. <laughs> no, no, we're not. We're not going. We're not. I can't tell you that. Yeah. You know, you won't. You don't need to know that. Or, man, I wish I could say names, but there was. Um, <laughs> I won't even tell that story, uh, but that was like so. It, the way the way that those official visits and things work, I might the know coach, that story. The coaches do have some type of plausible deniability. I think that when it comes exactly. to Patino in his defense of himself in this thing with Andre McGee and the prostitutes and stuff, it's bro. This was going on for years on campus. Now, granted, you might not have stepped foot in the dorm that they were staying in, but. You hired him, and that's why you are supposed to, you know, that's, that's the way the NCAA looks at it. Uh, uh, culture of compliance is what they, I think the phrase that they use. Um, but like like I said, 
in his case, you can only use it. I don't know excuse so many times before yeah, it's like yeah. like you you keep telling your mama I don't know and she gonna slap you and sometimes you so get slapped for no reason cause you really don't know you really don't stupid but you really I might don't know, know a little bit I know of it but I might not know and so I think mm-hmm. even with the bigger schools there is a culture and an and unwritten code that goes along with being at a certain level that mm-hmm. has a layer of protection for that guy. So, oh, like, yeah, sure. you ain't got to explain nothing. You might say the, the right thing on the front end, but, like, it's so many people that are in play from the outside and inside mm-hmm. that the right person going to get talked to by the right person. Right. They're going to make things happen. And, and so, like, you they're, they're, getting, yeah. they're getting smarter and smarter about this. These guys aren't making these contacts with these dudes that's on their staff to say this stuff like yeah. that. And if they are, they're stupid. That's why they're getting caught. You and know what I'm saying? And they're right. taking it. Like, that's what I was thinking. It was like a, like a game of spy versus spy. They ain't got smarter and started being like, look, what we going to do now is we going to just get the, NBA, the Adidas and Nike we gonna get them to pay the players. Yeah, mm-hmm. we yeah. not even we gonna, gonna we not getting yeah. our boosters involved with it. Right. We win all these schools and dealt with that booster stuff. Now like USC back with Reggie Bush and all. We ain't already dealt with all that. So now what we finna do is we finna get these people who want these players who want to market these players after mm-hmm. they finish this one and done. Mm-hmm. We gonna get these dudes the, on the payroll. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and the other thing, like, like these guys. Uh, are, are, are evolving like so at the end of the day what, what I can respect because the system the, the NCAA is not trying to change the system they're just kind of figuring out what folks are doing and they're saying alright this is a new rule but all of these guys are doing are finding yeah. the new loophole just yeah. find the new loophole right. new just, so the game like is don't get caught yeah. just don't get caught man I think the real victims here is depends on the situation it depends on the situation but what I want to speak on is like the universities that's getting hurt Let's be honest. Like the top six rookies, they're all freshmen. They were yeah. all freshmen last year. I'm yeah. talking about Fultz, Ball, and all these guys. They're, these guys are 19 years old. They spend one year on campus, and we're talking about Louisville now. We're talking about Arizona. Like they got that stain now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we mentioned individual coaches, but it's really the universities. It's, it's a lot of people getting hurt here, man. It's, I mean, but how's the university getting hurt by a guy going one and done, yeah, going deep in the NCAA tournament, and they getting X, Y, and Z amounts of money just because of their kid being on the school, being at the school? Right, but, like, they only spend two semesters there, and I just... But that's a major impact in two semesters. It's a courting. It's a a major impact. It's a courting, though. Like, 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 for, I don't... I see what you're saying with the school. The school makes off best because they get the money get from the money. all this. That's and they what get, they want. And they, get, they get the money and exposure, but it's also a double edged sword because yeah. if it comes out that this kid you paid to che- and you cheated to get this kid, that's just as much negative exposure as you got as positive exposure. Yeah, and I mean, you come back and then, and then, you come back down with the sanctions and stuff where you lose yeah, the scholarships and, and, and you can't get other kids that are there and yeah. stuff and hurt. And yeah. now yeah. the kids that didn't do nothing ain't hurt. You now know, they so got to decommit you, or yeah. transfer. Right, right. Don't get me wrong. Right. I'm, I'm a big that. proponent that, you know, uh, these guys should get paid. Like, that's that's how I feel in the first place. But I just feel that to spend one year there and then you got, like, Under Armour or Adidas in this case or whoever, like, they're giving these kids the money. Like, I just – I just it. You know, it hurts. Uh, you know these 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 colleges like year in year out. You know, after that. Yeah, but like it's like it's really like who stands the game because like you know Coach K clean so already so we think, think so. Well, I mean, I'm just saying like in theory, <laughs> yeah, he ain't got in theory, yeah, he yeah, got so, think that's so, the so, so you start being like, yeah. oh, I was gonna go to I was gonna go to Arizona. 
Or I was going to go to Louisville. Mm-hmm. I ain't going there now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break to get uh, to get Sheer on the phone, and we can talk to somebody who I like to deem expert in this. And uh, we'll be right back. We're going to connect with him, and we'll continue this conversation on the NCAA. OAMnetwork.com. All original podcasts released weekly in Memphis, Tennessee. And we are back on the kickback. Um, on the phone, we have one Mr. Jason Shear, the publisher and senior editor of WildcatAuthority.com, uh, specializing in all things you need to know about University of Arizona football and basketball, both recruiting and the sports on the field right now. Shear, what's up, my man? going on man how are you doing good how you been i've been good man it's been a minute since we talked maybe about four years <laughs> give or take yeah just a little bit just a little bit just a little bit uh i've known uh sheer i call him sheer i don't call him jason I, i've known sheer since i was a freshman at u of a back in 2005 is that is that right that long ago i think so it's been a while it has been a minute man uh so we just finished up a conversation kind of going going around this whole ncaa fbi uh, investigation situation and what came of it. We kind of gave a, a overview of it, a broad overview of it. Um, so I just want to talk to you about it. Somebody who has been involved in you know, covering recruits and covering recruiting on the West Coast and all of that about it. Uh, like I asked them, and I know your answer to this, but I want to get it. How shocked are you that something like this happened or that it finally came out? Yeah, I think like I, I'm surprised the FBI is involved. But the fact that they that something's going on is probably the least surprising thing, uh, you know, that for a person like me, I'm not surprised at all that this stuff like came to light because it's been around since I started at least 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I think the surprising thing is that the FBI decided to get involved when it's been going on for so long. Right. And um, it makes me wonder why they decided now. Like, I, was it one of the things where it was like, they somebody in their office probably knew what was going on and finally decided to do something about it or does it seem like a, I even read a theory that it was just this young prosecutor trying to build a name and climb up the FBI so like you're in the world and all of that what does it feel like when you talk to AAU coaches and stuff now like how are they feeling are they scared they think the world's about to crumble what's going on with that yeah like AAU coaches are the type of guys that they'll talk to you about just about anything um, you can just have a relaxed conversation they're not worried about what they're saying they'll tell you stuff i think now au coaches are watching every single word that they say carefully um a lot of them i talk to normally just aren't really talking right now it's kind of a bland conversations because uh, i think everybody's worried and really i mean they should be when you think about it anything they say now is probably getting scrutinized and might be eventually used against them so uh they're not talking nearly as much as they once were. I think eventually that maybe that changes, but right now I think everybody uh, in this whole profession is being careful. Like they they don't know who to trust because I yeah. I know for sure that a bunch of these coaches at least uh, have been talking to people who they've been they've been doing this and dealing with people these people for years and they finally end up getting caught up in it and then it's like yo man who can I trust? If you in your opinion, how big can this thing grow to be? Like, how many people can get involved? Like, how big do you think this is going to be? I mean, like, 
for me, because so many schools are involved, I would think that it could eventually become absolutely huge. Uh, but the thing is, it's just a matter of what they can trace. Like I, I can, I can tell stories of schools that I know probably cheated. Uh, but the thing is, if there's no proof, they can't do anything with it. Uh, I, I can't believe that the only schools they have proof on are like the four involved. I think that yeah. would be really surprising if there's not a next step in this whole investigation. I think there's there's much more that they have. It's just a matter of how much they can prove. On my last show, I uh, I told Book to keep his head up. You know what I'm saying? Stand tall, stand firm. Don't 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 snitch on your friends. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And when and when he come out, when he comes out. I need that exclusive. So if, uh, if you see him walk around Tucson, you let me know. So now we're going to talk about what does this mean? What does this mean for the schools and specifically Arizona? Like, I don't really care that much about Auburn or Oklahoma State or USC that much. I mean, they paid me for a couple years to work there, but I really care much more about Arizona. What does this mean for us? That's a, that's a good question. I think short term with like with recruiting – it's it's not good. Like you'll you'll see. I mean, this year Little went to North Carolina today. He's a five star forward. If this doesn't happen, he commits to Arizona today. Uh, I, I'm really confident that he's probably an Arizona Wildcat. Uh, Simi Shitsu, <laughs> who's another five star player, I think he dropped Arizona. I think he winds up here. I think short term with recruiting, it is a bad look. They're going to have to kind of weather the storm. Uh, Long term, we don't know. It, nothing like this has ever happened before, so we have no idea what the NCAA or the FBI is going to do because this is kind of, this is the first time ever type of deal. Yeah. Uh, and I, I saw that Sean, that, uh, coach Miller came out with a, with a statement yesterday, uh, you know, talking about what happened and I can just imagine that that was just probably, you know, just a, a huge, like a PR thing, you know, got to get a, got to get a statement out from him to kind of, to, to plug the boat, to stop the, to stop the bleaking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a lot of people wanted him to make a statement, and he wasn't saying anything, not even like a no comment. And I think finally they got their their investigation in order. They hired the people that are going to be doing the investigation. And what was interesting was Miller released his statement in the afternoon, and then a few hours later they got one from the athletic director and the university president. And the athletic director and the university president said that they supported uh, Sean. So I think the statement was – plan in the sense where they they I don't want to say they're 100 percent confident but there's got to be something that they feel pretty good about um in terms of Sean getting in trouble or else I don't think they ever released that kind of statement so like we've already seen in what you said how this has affected us in recruiting and the players nobody from the current class uh Sharif O'Neal O'Neal or anybody has decommitted yet though right yeah right and the coaches were actually uh two of the assistant coaches visited Sharif and Brandon Williams today to kind of gauge how everything was going and and i, I think uh, i i don't want to say i'd be surprised if they decommit but i think everything's going pretty good with I mean, them at least right now i'm not worried about sharif because like his dad is Shaq, and we both know like y'all said Shaq played uh leon, yeah, leon in, in, in blue chips <laughs> and he took money in blue chips so i mean it's all you know he didn't want he's, he's he didn't fine want to play. But he, he was, yeah, that's cool. He, they gave him a lexus and they helped him they helped him make the pass the sat <laughs> um in your which head which college head coach is the most scared right now? In your that's mind, that's a good question. You know, I, you would say like Calipari, but that guy's not scared of anything. Teflon like, John, baby, you can't yeah, get he, him. He does not care. Like so, <laughs> um, there's. I think UCLA is probably scared because uh, the whole Adidas deal, and they're one of yeah. Adidas's top schools. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're one of Adidas's top schools right now, you're 
you're pretty scared because you don't know what that Adidas money uh, will show. So I think if you're a school like UCLA, uh, they're, they're probably pretty nervous right now. That's why I thought Kansas. Kansas. I thought, yeah, I thought Bill Self and Kansas. I think Bill Self is super nervous right now. He's going through all of – but he's kept a tight staff. He hasn't cha- – I don't think he's changed staff members in a long time. I think maybe since Danny Manning left to go yeah. to Tulsa, I don't think he got a new uh, – I think he got a new in staffing, but if I was if I was Kansas or any, like you say any one of those Adidas school, I mean I wouldn't be mad if something happened with UCLA because I don't really care about UCLA. Um, and we would we were just really talking about this, but is it feasible that none of the head coaches that is it feasible that none of these head coaches knew anything that these assistants were doing? Um, I, I would be surprised if it's zero for four. I think it's possible. I think it, it depends. Like. Uh, Tony Bland, for instance, with USC, three of their guys supposedly got money. I find it hard to believe that Enfield didn't know that, you know, 70% of his starting lineup got paid. <laughs> it's just, yeah. yeah. Live city over there, right? No, right. not dunk city now, whatever they are, <laughs> whatever it is. So hey, we'll see. I mean, it, uh, like, I don't, I mean, Miller book at the end of the day, book had the smallest money amount. Like Chuck person was over here with a hundred grand and, USC had three guys getting paid, and Louisville is out here throwing money around. So, I don't know. It's it's that's that's what'll be interesting is they can prove any of the head guys took any money or anything like that. Yeah, I I, I don't. I mean, I have no earthly knowledge, but I would think and hope that some of the head guys were smart enough to not take any money. But I also I'm also not naive enough to think that nobody knew anything. You know, right. I mean, we both know how this game works and how it goes. Um, a couple more questions before I get you out of here. I know you got someplace to be. Uh, do you see any far-reaching changes to the grassroots basketball system in how this affects the shoe companies and the different circuits, you know, the uh, EYBL, the Adidas circuit, the Under Armour? Do you see this changing anything? The only thing that I think maybe could change is maybe they do a little bit more of a like a background check on the guys that run these AU teams because uh, you can – you don't – have to be i mean pretty much anyone can get an au team if you know someone you can get an au team and like for instance augustine this guy with adidas i was just throwing money around and and trying to get big money um i think adidas might have to overhaul things i I think nike eybl is fine and the only reason i say adidas is because like their head of global marketing is going to jail probably that's that's a bad look so i think they might they're probably gonna have to overhaul some things um so I'm, now I'm going to just ask you for your some some funny stories because this is something that we're going to come up talking about. Uh, have you ever had an experience with LeVar Ball? I was actually at the game uh, where he told the the woman rough to get out. <laughs> oh, the game that was all over ESPN and Sports Center yeah. and him. I mean, my man, he stopped the game and he said, "No more ref." And the Adidas came over. They talked for like a half hour, and they're like, "All right, no more ref." <laughs> Did you uh have you seen a AAU parent like Lavar before? Never. I mean, you see crazy parents, and there's a lot of crazy parents, but nothing like him. And it might be because he also coaches his team and runs it, but uh, he's he's as good as it gets in terms of of crazy parents. What is your favorite memory of covering? Your, who? Okay, a two part question. Your favorite recruit to cover uh, during the recruiting process. And your favorite memory of grassroots summer basketball? I loved uh, watching Brandon Jennings. 
he was he was fun to watch. He was open. I, you could sit down and talk to him in the bleachers, and he would tell you whatever was in his mind, and it wasn't any like canned BS answers. Uh, his whole family was great. I think my my favorite moment, I still remember it to this day, was actually a game that he played. And it's it's a bad moment, but it's funny. And Leonard Washington and another player on another team got in a fight. And they couldn't break it up. And in this gym, you have Roy Williams, you have Lute Olsen. Uh, Kevin O'Neill was an assistant at the time. And before you knew it, three minutes later, cops are in the gym uh, pepper spraying everybody. <laughs> Yo, like I re- I remember Brandon from the Cactus Classic, uh, yeah. the ill mentioned uh, ill mentioned Cactus Classic, and his little brother Terrence Phillips running around, who actually is a pretty good point guard in Missouri right now. Yeah, exactly. uh, and like Brandon, he was on the Belmont Shores team. Yep, and destroyed. Like like you said, like watching Brandon play in high school was a pretty. He was one of the best high school players I've seen. And like you know, you know that tournament had a whole bunch of great players that's in the league right now. Him, James Harden, they might have been on the same team, um, and all of that. But Sheer, I want to thank you, man, for uh, for coming on. I know, I know, I said we, you got some place to be, and I want to get you out, mindful of your time. So we thank you for coming in and sh- speaking some. Uh, some expertise to us. Anyone y'all got any questions for him about any of this before we get on? All the questions I got, uh, what do you think the end goal is with this investigation? Like, um, because it could stop here if they wanted to stop here. And like you said, we think it's, you know, other layers to it, but what do you think the end goal is? Because it's not like it's the NCAA um, and they, you know, are doing a big investigative research on something. They're really just trying to take everybody out. Like what's the end goal for the FBI in this situation? I think their goal is to find out the biggest guys that are dealing the money and, and shut it down. And I, I don't think they want to shut down the NCAA, but I think they want to shut down all the as much of the side money as they can and kind of get rid of the corruption. That's the only thing I could think of because, like we were saying earlier, why now? Like it just the timing doesn't make the sense. Timing doesn't make sense forever. So that I, I that's my only guess is they kind of want to shut down the corruption and, and go from there. I wonder. I mean, I bet that the big money and where it's coming from has to be them higher ups in the shoe got companies. It. Yeah, it's got to be Age, higher agents in shoe companies. Yeah. Like it was, a, it was a time when all you all you worried about was runners, right? And now you're worrying about the director of global marketing for Adidas, <laughs> and, right. that, and that's not even basketball. That's the entire yeah. Adidas sneaker. Yeah, that is yeah. that dude is high yeah. up. He is the. Someone told me like he's the head of the snake. Like they got the head of the snake with Adidas in terms of all that stuff. I wonder. If, I wonder if he'll sing. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder who he's snitching on. That's probably why self yeah, is they, like yeah. cowering right they, now. They want. They want guys like him and maybe a uh, worldwide West. Maybe like this is Sonny Vaccaro. Maybe the thing yeah. like NCAA wants to get guys to start back staying in school longer, and they tired of the one and done. So they they won't to, never catch. They trying to run the guy. I'm just saying, but they trying to get those guys <laughs> who are kind of like keeping these guys in this one and done mindset. And maybe just like maybe NCAA wants to be a little greedy and keep guys two or three years. I do have a conspiracy theory that the NCAA and the FBI work together to conspire about this, and uh, the FBI, the NCAA is just acting like they don't know. That's why NCAA is not getting touched. And it's, yeah, and it's, and it's, getting touched. And it's a uh, it's a ploy for to get rid of the one and done, which and is all, all a system to again again uh, kick back to the NCAA to yeah, make them more interest. money. Like it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's all it's a, a messed up system. So eliminate the NCAA and the amateur, fake amateurism, and let these guys. Get the, the money that they're worth on the, you know, in the market and then just move on. You won't have all of this stuff anymore. And there it is, man. Sheer, once again, we thank you for stopping by the kickback. Uh, you're welcome anytime. 
But uh, next time, just make sure you bring yourself something to drink. Uh, <laughs> I'll get you a plate, and we're good to go. <laughs> Thank you, Appreciate my man. That. Thanks, guys. What's the difference between one billion and two billion dollars? A billion. I'm just saying. So if we, <laughs> if we take away amateurism and you pay players, you still gonna make this two billion. You'll make up from two to one. It's not even about that directly. <laughs> just you still gonna make all the money that you can think. It's just about allowing the player to get what they uh, are worth on the open market. So if Coca-Cola is willing to pay me a, a million dollars to be on billboards and do all this, that, and the other, and he's only, they're only willing to pay you, you know, 50000 another company is willing to pay you 50000 Like, that's what you're worth. You know what I'm saying? And let me get <laughs> that. Well, that's, now, now we're now we going to talk about it. That's a great system that you said. Do you feel, and I believe it's going to be a one, two, three, so many, four of us, five of us, it's going to be a, uh, Unanimous answer. Should the players be? Should we play? Should we pay players? Yeah, yeah, hands down. Yeah, straight up. My only question would be the system of paying them because obviously, like I went to Austin P. I didn't go to. I went to a mid major, so our budget ain't the same as North Carolina or Duke. So, am I saying like when I come out of school, like do I? Are you, you just you know? Because everybody can probably go to the highest bidder. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So. That changes the scope, even when it comes down. Of course, it's an obvious decision between North Carolina and Austin P, and they probably want me anyway. But if you say, what's the difference between North Carolina and Kansas? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You might you might be from the Midwest, and you might be like, well, I want to go to Kansas, but North Carolina, but can, I, North I, Carolina I, can pay me more. So yeah. I think so, it's, it's it's using it like I was saying the the Olympic system. That's what the Olympians are able to do. Just basically go out and get endorsements based off of what somebody right. else will pay. Not necessarily what the school is going to pay. Now the school can pay a certain up to a certain amount uh, for, for all the athletes. You know, yeah. and it's education. Then some some kind of you know stipend, stipend up, yeah. up until some point based off of whatever TV deals at the school and university has or whatever and, and all that kind of stuff. But at that point. As a superstar player or a high-level player on the football team, basketball team, or whatever, like they have the opportunity to go at, go out and get what they are worth. Whoever wants to pay them, whatever they want to pay them, and that's their money based off their name. I think that's the, I, to me. I think that's the best system. And like if we if we just we could just use the U of M as an example, right? Uh, let's say Tubby gets. Uh, let's say Tubby ends up getting Tyler Harris and this system. You Tyler Harris has an opportunity. To go to every major business in the city, right, and say you can sponsor me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or get get if Jim Carrey Chevrolet wants to pay Tyler Harris a thousand dollars to come to Memphis, he can get a thousand dollars. If Jim Carrey Chevrolet wants to play pay Alex Lomax five hundred dollars, pay him five hundred dollars. Like everybody gets the opportunity to right. go get is to go get money. It's the Man, it's the world that we market. live in. Your yeah. boss makes more than it's you because market. he's better than you. I mean, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like not, because he's at a, he's at a higher place than you. But you all have the opportunity to make this to make the money. Yeah. That transfer game would be crazy if I have a cold season. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? But, he like, but, but, but that's some that's some stuff right there too. Like if you if you do it that for way, real. then maybe you block trans and maybe you block transfers. For legitimate reasons, you know. Like, I mean, the only reason I the think it like will that. never happen to paying athletes because you have to have a unanimous system across the board, and it just can't fit football and basketball. Mm-hmm. You have to go to softball, tennis, but golf. Let the softball go But it has to be a, a, a system that says, okay, just say in some markets it'll be like golf. You might be in Portland, and golf is huge, or wherever. So in Florida, and golf is huge, and so like, okay, well, this player can be able to get 
$100,000 in endorsements. But they go to University like of Minnesota Alaska or Minnesota, yeah. and they can't play golf, you know, for long. So it's just like, okay, well, they can only get five. <laughs> so it's just like, are we going to be where all athletes say, we're going to make a baseline no matter what school, all athletes get five, five grand a semester, so 10 grand a year. So then after that, you're free to go talk to this car dealership. Right, you're free right, to go right, talk right, to right. Yeah. So right. it has to be some baseline that but everybody that, can get because everybody gets a free education, so to speak, with yeah. a scholarship. But that baseline has to be – uh, it had to be has to be tiered based on what the university is Thank bringing you. in exactly. because that's that's not a fair comparison. And you exactly. have based on your skill level, you have the choice <laughs> of going to whatever school you want to go to. So like, if the kid ain't that good and he has to go to you know a low end school <laughs> versus a guy that's you know high level, you know he ain't got the option to go to North Carolina. Why would I? You know what I'm saying? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, like, it, like it has to be tiered based on that because the University of North Carolina making more money than the, the other school. Yeah. I mean, so that's it, a, I mean, that's the same thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there, there's kind of a tiered system right now. Hold on, I got Mason. Mason making fun of me on the uh, <laughs> on the on the group because I said that softball players got to get a deal from Target <laughs> instead of a major place. But like different schools <laughs> already offer different money, like so in in stipend. So my my. My stipend at Arizona right, right. was different it's than different. my stipend at USC because the tice, the, the uh, cost of living in LA yeah. was way more than Tucson. Right. Granted, the stipend in, in from SC still was. I mean, I didn't get that stipend, but it still wasn't enough for our players because right. like the their rent was literally eighty five percent of the stipend if they lived off campus, and you still broke and need some more money to go do something else. But at U of A, it worked because the apartment rent and all that stuff was cheap. You know, if you lived right. off campus. Um, I I don't know if we'll ever get to that point. A because the NCAA is selfish and is run by a bunch of greedy people. Slavery that system. They don't want to see people. And like and even I don't know the ins and outs of the other sports of of baseball or swimming or the Olympic sports like that. Because there is a way they can make them. They can make money. They can as an Olympic. Like what's the girl name that won all the Katie Ledecky? Katie Ledecky won won all them gold medals. She got some money. Right. And then came back to Stanford and won again. Or right now we have the quarterback at the University of Arizona is like 26 years. He's like a 26, excuse me, 26 year old freshman who played baseball coming out of high school. So he got a signing bonus and all that stuff. And it didn't work out. Now he come back to play football because he was a football player too. But in in essence, you still got money to play. You know what I'm right. saying? You sign, you had all the other stuff. So it's it's a slippery slope when it comes to that man. And um, I mean, because it's just unfair for it, it, the first part of the other part of it, especially like with um, basketball and football, guys don't have the opportunity to go get a job to work. They don't yeah. have the, the, the timing of it. You know, being a student athlete in a lot of these sports, mm-hmm. it's just it's the the commitment that you're making. To be a student, to be you know an athlete at a high level, like it's it's full time, and so they mm-hmm. don't have the opportunity like a regular student or a kid. Mm-hmm. Right. Like like Gary Parish made a, a good point. Like if you are a student in the music school or you're on band scholarship, you, you can be, be signed be, and go on tour, tour yeah. with, with, with somebody else and, and be on, under contract and still finish your schooling yeah. and do all of these different things and, and, and have endorsements, but then you can't do that as an athlete. It's oh, the you same can as, do that. You can do that. You can do that already. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But you can't do that in as, as an athlete. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah college, athletics is, college athletics is the only space in which you can't capitalize on how good you are mm. 
at that time. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. as long as you are, if you're a high school, if you a high Ridiculous. school basketball player, you can capitalize. If you're the best high school basketball player in your city, you can go get as many free lunches and whatever as you want. You can capitalize they on know. your celebrity. <laughs> you have to on your celebrity as a high school basketball player, and you can't really do that then. <laughs> I want to get to Lavar. Because I want to get to Lavar because I asked I asked the genius. He's a genius. About Levar. Uh, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> what are your thought? What are your thoughts on uh, Lavar Ball taking Lamelo Ball out of high school and how, uh, homeschooling them for uh. the next two years? Because he didn't agree with the coach. He the, the, his school. I think Sierra Canyon. Not, yeah, I think no Chino Hills. I'm Chino sorry. Hills. Yeah. Chino Hills. Chino Hills got a new coach, a former player from Notre Dame, Dennis Lattimore, who actually oh. played at Arizona his first two years. Uh, they got a new coach over there, and they were bumping heads. So LeVar said, forget it. I'm going to take Melo, and all your kids on the team play on my AAU team anyway, so they're going to listen to me and not listen to you. How do you feel about him doing that? I don't like the fact – I mean, uh, I, I guess I, I guess I saw, show my age. that You stun the kid's development as a person. Like, you may be able to take them home and train them, but I, they're going to do the scow route, like how scow couldn't get into school, so they started – a prep school team mm-hmm. and want to travel around and it didn't work. So is that LaVar's plan to be like, I'm going to start my own team and my kid going to play? But I don't think, and y'all two can answer better than, and I know I can, can training for two years straight without competitive basketball make you that better, that much better of a player? Uh-huh. Because you still got to have this game, that you still got to get the well, game reps two years in. without Competitive basketball because he's gonna he play. He's gonna play AAU, but I'm saying, AAU and all that other stuff. But, but I, I feel just the majority of the time, just like two months. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, you might play triple the amount of games you play in high school in the summer. But mm-hmm. me going back and forth in the backyard, for instance, training like I, I can't get the same reps in as going up and down, up and down. But playing at the Y, I'm not playing against comparable guys. My my concern with Lamelo is it already seems that he's not like this super competitive guy. Yeah, so, for real. Yeah. So when you look at a guy who's already not super competitive and you take him out of competition, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like – I mean, he riding yeah. the – he riding the Lamborghini. How is that going to affect him? Then he spoils himself. So yeah. that's a great how point. Do you, so how do you take that – how do you factor it in? Like, okay, so now you're going to sit out for the last two years of high school, train, and then go to UCLA? Yeah. That's I, what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, how does that work? Now you're going to be thrown into one of the most competitive environments because, I mean – you can almost say college is the most competitive environment. Mm-hmm. You know, NBA is competitive because for the, the talent level, but not far as like the heart and the, no, far as the fighting, actual fighting design the and, fight, and yeah. all that. Fighting for position. You got to fight to get on the court in college. Yeah. Then you got to fight to be good in college. You know what I'm saying? And fight to make it to the NBA. So, like, you you can be great at UCLA, but still not be good enough to go to the league. Yep. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, that's a whole new level of competition that you got to deal with that you kind of taking them out of early. So yeah, that's I true. Know. I think I think Lamelo's already working at a disadvantage because he's a ball. He has a target on his back. When right. I saw some of the highlights from this past summer, he's not that good. He didn't. Oh, I don't say he's not. That I good. think he's talented. I think he's hella talented. But I think from the highlights I saw, like Adrian spoke on, he's aloof on the court. Like he, you know, I saw the the was a ninety two point game. He was like, um, you know, just cherry picking. Yeah, he was he wasn't even playing defense, and he's just too cool out there for me. So like Adrian said, like you're gonna get the other the, the opponent's best shot like when you're on the court. So I saw the highlights like they were roughing him up, being physical with him, taking his ball. Like I mean, he's gonna get people's you know best com- best competition. So that does concern me. Like he's he's working from that 
dis, uh, disadvantage. But but to be to play devil's advocate, but because I do agree with you all on that tip. Um, but to play devil's advocate, right now uh, across America, I mean, we even experience it here in Memphis. Like the high school competition for a lot of these guys is so trash. Mm-hmm. And it's almost a waste because they they're not they're not doing that even though they're not playing the game all the time the right way in AAU throughout the whole summer mm-hmm. there is at least a level of competition there and there's guys around you on your team that's at a high level and guys that you're playing against for the most part are at a high enough level but it, it, sometimes in these high school situations depending on where you at in the country what district you in what state. Like, you could be playing a bunch of Rudy Poos, and, you know, you might have a team that's good enough that may be able to play a national schedule or whatever. But, like, if you don't have that, you you might not be in the real competition. So is that really something? Like, a lot of guys are sitting out of high, sitting out high school, uh, you know, seasons just so they can get to the AAU season because that's where the coaches are coming. That's right. where that's where you're getting your bread yeah. from is in the uh, AAU season. So, like, it's almost like the, the whole culture's flipped. Like, when you guys were in high school and we were in high school, like, High school basketball was a yeah, whole new story. It, yeah. it was, yeah. Yeah. you know, sellout games, and just even even in Memphis, like the 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 um, the private school thing. Like I, I look at kids that went to private school in the city of Memphis that, that are skilled and talented, that have could have NBA potential, you know. But it's something missing from a lot of them that didn't have the same level of competition on a consistent basis. That went through you know Memphis mm-hmm. Shelby County schools, you know, especially in, the, in y'all's heyday, it was a different. You know, different. Uh, yeah. I guess something was missing from you. It was a different yeah. level of competition in, in, in we the won, public we school wanted, We wanted to go at the guys, and I'm sure a lot of people want to go at Lamelo yeah. too. That's what I, I was I'm saying. trying to remember or trying to think about what who's in the conference that Chino Hills plays in. Because I mean, I mean, it's California, and California has a bunch of good it's players. Up and, down. and they had like they have. It's just like 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 any other state. They have their competitive. Uh, classes, you know, com- the competitive regions and all of that. But I'm, I, I don't know for sure what Chino Hills – but I do know, like LeVar said, which is true, Chino Hills wasn't about anything until the balls stepped on the court. That's and then right. they win the state championships, and then they do another thing. And now you're taking them off, and you might – But you know, see, they ain't playing like Dominguez. And- but see, like, like they, 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 yeah, they ain't playing them. My yeah. thing is old school, though, like – and this is, this is me because I like old school basketball players, too. But – at what point do you as a father say you'd have to deal with a different scenario because your dad was your coach? Yeah. But at what well, point, it's a similar but, scenario. But then. what point is it when you just say, like your dad knows the game of basketball, but he said, Wes, you got my son. I'm entrusting you to to take care of my son. Now, he didn't even gave this dude a chance. Like, you don't know it like season ain't started. He no season ain't started. We we they, y'all might just be playing pickup, and you talk to the coach about how he wants to run the team. But at some point, bro, your son got to play for us. with Steve Alford. He gonna have to go to the league. Like you can't always coach this dude. You can't I mean, you always have your hand on this dude. She just so said was, UCLA is scared, so it might not be out. Whoever it is, but I'm just saying, at some point you have to entrust somebody to coach Get your out son. Of here. And I mean, what I've seen, like y'all said, he he plays. You know, at AAU, he's aloof on the court. I think LeVar said something about he makes sure his sons are the best players on their AAU team so that they can make sure that they're practicing bringing the level of people who playing with them. I can appreciate that, but how are you – I mean, you're playing a national schedule, so you're coming out here shooting half-court shots because the rest of these cats can't do it. So somebody got to carry us. So how much better is he really getting by playing AAU? You're playing across the court five of the top best players in the country, but you got Derek – Derek, Adrian, me, Jay, and Tim. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> we all been along on the floor with y'all. So how are y'all Speak getting better yourself, by playing Speak with us? Speak for yourself. How is he getting better? I mean, it does. It does. I mean, in theory, it should make you, as a leader, want to step your game up. But like it I should. said, but like when I watch him, I don't see him like inspiring his players to step up. Like you know, like for example, like just look at like how LeBron played at St. Mary's. It's right. a similar situation. Yeah. They True. played against Oak Hills. They played against these. But like LeBron raised the level of his team mm-hmm. play. Yeah. Drew Joyce in those in those matches. Travis and they, <laughs> they won. <laughs> but I think Cotton. I think Coach Joyce challenged him to Dude. be that guy. I don't know if Lavar Lavar is challenging Melo. He's one of the mellow. You know what? You know what? I don't know, man. I don't know. Lavar be hard on them cats. He be on them. He be hard on them cats. He be wanting them to get their numbers, though. He be like, "You show the world that you are a ball, and you this, that, and the other." So, how much is he challenging you to be a better complete player? But how the whole time? But but compared to Lonzo, though. Lonzo was aloof too, but he just got he just got some nasty passes. He got a bigger body that we can appreciate. And you know he can True. do. A, he's a little bit more he don't skilled. Like he super hard, but that dude, it don't look like he goes super hard. But, but that man, he goes and he, he, go, he and he don't say much. He, you know he's laid back. Even the interviews, yeah. like he's like this dude, a freaking robot. So maybe it's just how they are because his dad he's is so this crazy, you know, like he's like personality. Like, like his dad might be all over him to the point where. Like you said, the outside noise don't phase right. him. And it's it's one two two different things. One okay. one one thing he can be aloof, but it's another thing him not playing defense. Not that's that's a that's whole other story. Saying. That's yeah. a whole other story. Different. Not not we we're not two two true. different things. But like true. him like being like I don't his care. Demeanor, his, his demeanor, demeanor and body language. That's just kind of like a two different things. Though. With Lonzo, and this is a, I just thought about this. I was I was putting this show together last night, and I thought about it. It was uh, can the big baller brand survive solely off Lonzo? For these next two years, yep. Because yeah, we've already said that Leang- like Levar has already said Leangelo's not going to the league. Like Leangelo's the worst of my sons. Yeah. We know I he, he said all three was one and done. He, he said all three of them was one and done. Yeah. But he also said that Leangelo's the worst of my sons, and he verbally said that. That's horrible. He'll get you. And then so he can go be a model or something. Like that's like you can that's what he's it. So like right now it's up to Lonzo. To carry this financially, okay. and that's the one drawback to me from Lamelo not playing high school ball is he got those shoes, the the, the Melo ones, whatever they came mm-hmm. out with on the big baller brand, yeah. which they get sued for. If you yeah. <laughs> if you playing high school basketball and you killing in them, people still gonna want and you wearing them. You know what I'm saying? Kids are fickle; they gonna want to get them. So maybe you can sell some shoes off of that. But now if it's strictly Lonzo. I don't know. They, no, that that kid now is bigger than just a high school basketball player, though. He's in that whole realm of Snoop Dogg's son, Diddy's son, like these and you young know what, and you know what happened to them icons at this point. He's like you, you Romeo Miller. You, no, no, you, know, you know what no, happened no, no, to them? Like like no, 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 I'm not talking about. I'm not talking <laughs> about the better. ones. I'm not talking about because him playing football and things like that. I'm talking about they are just pop culture icons, like. Like Diddy's young sons right now, they they're just moving to a different level. Yeah, they're they're out just here like Diddy, man. making money. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? And so, like, what I, what I'll say, the reason why I, I say the uh, big baller brand is going to be able to survive is because the t- point in time in America, was, which is going on, with everything that's going on, because everybody's on this now. You know, support you know black business. Everybody's on you know let, let's do our own thing. And so the celebrity factor in which the way LeVar came out with this whole thing, it didn't make sense to everybody. It was like, oh, this is crazy, this is crazy. But, like, all these celebrities, 
bought it. Like Jay Z ordered two pair. Yeah. Like like all these big time people were doing. It. And so like it's people that are supporting just because of the uh, the the concept of what he's doing. But how far can that go? Lonzo's gonna be rookie I, I of the year this year. How far yeah, can that, how, far, think, how far think, can that go? I think Lavar personality. He gonna stir up enough junk at the games. You gotta think when the Lakers start playing on TV. The, the sideline reporters, who you think they're going to go yeah, talk they to? Yeah, they go in the stands to find him. Yeah. Yeah. LeBar, the, the rookie game, who going to be there? Who they right. going to talk to? Yeah. They probably make LeBar the coach Com- of the rookie. Com- and it's in L.A. this year, too. Commercials. Yeah, right? yeah, commercials yeah. coming crazy out. They're surviving, brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> if, if Lonzo, all Lonzo got to do is be okay. If, okay. He get, if he gets rookie of the year, oh, they going to milk it for another year for sure. I mean, they bring it back showtime. They got a They got a TV show on Facebook. TV show. I messed around and watched one of those on YouTube the other day. You <laughs> well, see, watch, you know what? Yeah, watch all seven because they're pretty yeah. good. But yeah. That, that yeah, leads, yeah. yeah, leads into the so. next question. This, the public persona or perception of LeVar Ball. Like, it's this, he's this big bombastic character that's so cocky and border, not even borderline chauvinist. He's chauvinist. He's a chauvinist. chauvinist he's a character. He, he's like, this is the character of LeVar Ball. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's getting out of hand? <laughs> Do you think his character is like getting out of hand, getting out of control? I've seen worse. You know what I'm saying? I just think we haven't seen, seen Dennis worse. Ro- like Dennis Rodman? Donald Trump is the like a ton of like shock jocks and people like that who say stuff just to stir up controversy. Like Rush Limbaugh's. Oh, stuff okay. like that. Well, yeah, yeah, like a basketball Similar, but just not in this arena. Oh, right, right, right. There you so go. Just in this in this arena, in the basketball yeah. arena, we haven't seen anybody like that. But that's part of the draw. Yeah, because like I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, I still think anytime you see him on TV, you kind of tuning in to see what crazy thing he's gonna. But well, that's the funny thing about Levar, man. Like people didn't even know who Levar was until the maybe February. Of yeah, Lonzo's, of Lonzo's freshman season, when it when it when it became when it became evident that Lonzo was one of the top four players in the NCAA, and this he had a man. shot at being number one, that's when Levar said, "Let me do this and get my people on, <laughs> and so we can be good to go." I know I hate that the voice doesn't have a mic in front, microphone in front of him because I know he has many thoughts on Levar. So if you just want to yell him out real quick, Lonzo is a lot more athletic than I thought it would be. <laughs> You want you want so bad to hate that entire family. I know. I, I, I didn't think Lonzo would be as athletic as he. Oh yeah, he's yeah, he's pretty. That's he's a bad pretty, boy. He's, he's gonna be he's good, man. Good. That's a bad boy. The only thing I, what I like about him is like the media be trying to tear a dude down. Like he had five points, like what eight assists, seven something the other day. Yeah, he don't score the ball enough. He be like, bro, I just want to win. And he go out there, it looks so effortless that it's almost like, when are you gonna play hard? And he don't care. He just blocks all of this stuff out. And that's just a skill that a lot of young guys don't have. He's just like, I'm going to go do me because I can do this. I watched an interview with him. Uh, it was a slam because it's on the cover of Slam right now. We got mm-hmm. all the rookies, got all the big, the major rookies on there. Yeah, it and they, were, they, did. they were asking him questions about, you know, saying, if it's not you, who will win rookie of the year or this and that, whatever. And every question that they asked him, if, if it's not you, he said one of his teammates. So, like, that shows me the kind of person, and it yeah. didn't even seem like it was, I'm going to be, like, contrite or something, trying to be whatever. He's like, yo, oh, my my homie Kyle Kuzma. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's Kyle Kuzma, he going to he yeah. he he be nice. rookie of the year. Uh, <laughs> he real or nice. this and that, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my, my teammate over here. Yeah, my Brandon teammate, Ingram. This. Like, that's, yeah. that's the kind of guy that Lonzo is. and it, But he'll also hit you with a, 
Oh, we played Kyle Kuzma twice last year when I was at UCLA and he was at Utah and I don't remember him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He'll he'll keep you he'll keep you hit you with some real stuff too. Um I don't know, man. It's gonna be interesting to see how the world, the sports world continues to react to LeVar. And I just don't want everything that this man does to be but he have his own he's segments. From he's he's, he's he have his own segments on Sports Center, yeah, first take. He have his own segments on everything on ESPN. But it's gonna keep happening. Because he moves the needle. Because he, he moves the go. needle. But I'm saying. And the big baller yeah. brand gonna stay in the news because Lonzo, Lonzo, gonna, do Lonzo well. gonna wear a big baller brand shoe one game, and then he's gonna come out in warm with a James Harden shoe on, yep. and then come out in the, in the second half to start up warming up oh, with a Nike man, on. That man had the he killed it with the, the, in the Le, summer league. No, he killed that. Levar, like, he, he, he just did it again. They gonna stay, they gonna Levar, stay in the news. Levar had the best line. He said, "My son doing what all these other kids, what all these one play, other players yeah. want to do." But he not lying. He, he independent. He don't have to wear a big baller brand because he always gonna be a big baller. And, gonna and I happen? said, "Okay, okay, Levar." More people gonna start structuring deals like this. It's exactly. gonna change the whole it's game. Gonna, it's gonna change the whole game. And that's what I was talking to Mason about. We were watching the summer league. I was in uh, LA at the time watching the summer league games, and I was just like, "Yo, listen." What this man is doing, it could really break the mold of everything because people will then still pay you. Multiple shoe companies could pay you yeah. to Same wear time. shoes because you're mm. that level of an athlete. You're you're that polarizing. That That's crazy. Everybody's trying to check in to see what you're wearing the next day. So somebody's so like, going to be like, oh, all Nike your national television him? games, you need That's to wear crazy. Nike. For $10 million, you need to wear a Nike. So for 20 games, for I'm pay 20 you so, so, so many million dollars to pay to wear Adidas. Like, like you can be wearing multiple shoes. It could break the whole system That's of crazy. what you think of as being endorsed man, by a shoe done, company. We done just made LeVar a genius. He's a mad scientist for real. Like, hey, what he's doing is like, unheard of, and it's working. We're going to take a quick break, come back, and talk some more NBA stuff. Uh, about this new all-star game format, our playoff predictions, all this (laughs) other stuff, and we're going to get into it. Take a quick break. Be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Amazon. Everything from A to Z. Help support this show by simply using our Amazon portal, theoamnetwork.com slash Amazon. Same Amazon deals and prices, and it sends a percentage to OAM. That's theoamnetwork.com slash Amazon. OAMnetwork.com. In pod, we trust. Welcome back. Welcome back to the kick back. Uh, we are here to talk about uh, the NBA right now, man. We're talking about what's going on in the NBA as I check my score of the WNBA Finals Game 5. Man, we need that. Hey, Minnesota is up 21 to 15. Oh, okay. It's that Kansas. It's that Kansas got top 10 highlight on. Game 5 of this going on right now. Uh, so let's talk about the preseason. We're in the midst of the preseason right now. Uh, almost every team has already played. I think tonight the teams that haven't played, they'll play their first game. So I think Cleveland and some other teams are playing tonight. Anything has, has anything jumped out at you so far uh, in these first couple of preseason games? Voice, I know you said that you were surprised by Lonzo's athleticism he and all of stole, that. He got, you know what? He got stolen right after it. But you see that when he jumped up and he, he, he <laughs> snaked a pass no, I didn't see it. He he got the ball stolen right after that, but I was really impressed with how quick he is. 
Because it really doesn't look like he's going that quick. Right, right. He's yeah. deceptively quick, though, like, and athletic. Deceptive speed. Because he caught that lob the other night, and he caught it, and it was just like, and I was like, oh, I yeah. didn't know you had like, no, yeah, that he was, kind he was of doing house, that at UCLA, like, too. Yeah, I didn't know you had that. The, the DB dunk. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if you, like, his, one of his first major highlights from UCLA, he dunked on somebody from Pacific. That's what I'm, yeah. Yeah, shout out, to, shout out to Damon Stoddard. Yeah, shout say, out to Damon Stoddard, Pacific. You know what I'm saying? Damn. You, I can't you, say it. We, just, we were talking about it off air, but like the, the comfort, comfortability or how comfortable, rather, uh, Paul George and Melo looked last night. Yeah. Uh, Wouldn't know why. I mean, but what? Don't, but, you, but, don't you dare get Russ. Don't Russ you dare get Russ. Russ wasn't on the court, so they can look comfortable. I mean, but Raymond Fields is running the point. I mean, Raymond's whole job is to get them the ball. You know, the nobody, ball. nobody was comfortable when Jordan was on the floor. Nobody was comfortable when, when Kobe was on the floor. You shouldn't be comfortable <laughs> when greatness is next to you, man. So <laughs> when, 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 hey, when the young Mamba comes back, you know, just be ready, man, because it's going to be greatness <laughs> all over the floor at one time. You know what I'm saying? Hoodie Mellow. PG-13. Oh, somewhere with all of that. <laughs> and then they got to worry about Andre Robeson getting left wide open to air ball three. Oh, Chris Paul was like, man, forget you. Man, y'all better go said, sign Tony Allen, man. Everybody said, hell no, when he shot the ball. But hell no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, they don't even do that to Tony. Yeah, yeah they, exactly. They at least respect Tony yeah. a little yeah, bit more. Yeah, that holds out a little bit. <laughs> a little bit more. Mm. Um, I think I got, I got down here. Uh, Kawhi missing the entire preseason, also coming back from an injury. I mean, the Spurs are a machine anyway. Yeah, yeah but you I, about you, you, I guess you can take your time they with Kawhi. They're not a machine when they uh, engine ain't running, though. Right. You know what? But that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, right. Well, cause they, right now, Tony Parker's hurt and Kawhi's hurt. they both all coming yeah, back that, from, that, coming back from doom, injury. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, th- I think yeah. that's what the major yeah. thing we got to pay attention to is everybody that's coming off injury. Some some major players and some role players. And Rudy, know. too. Rudy's on yep. that team still coming off an injury. All over the mm-hmm. league is like all that. All over you know? the league, Because, I mean, the Cle- Cleveland Cavaliers could be awesome based off names, but, I mean, these guys aren't healthy or can't stay healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, they look deep now, but they might be deep at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like you said, uh, you mentioned his name, Chris Paul and the Rockets. They made 24 threes last night, so they just <laughs> starting off, starting back where they left off. They look scary out yeah. there, man. They're you know, a bigger wild card to me, though. Everybody's worried about OKC. I think Houston's a I bigger wild too. card to me of how they'll all adjust than OKC. I believe, I believe PG and Carmelo and Russell find a way with you got Chris Paul running a traditional yeah. point guard. Let's push you. And now you got James Harden, who had, to me, his best season as a Rocket last year, handling the ball. Now he got to go back to, now I need to, I got to get my shot off all the time instead of getting people involved. So can Chris Paul sacrifice enough of his game to let James Harden be that number one option? And see, I thought that originally at first until I watched him last night and I saw that they were sharing point guard duties like they just pitch it ahead to him pitch it ahead to him he run pick and roll I'm a big believer in the Rockets right now and I think that might they might be the best team in the West regular season there I say no I say playoffs too because you got to do like Bob Mute, who's an elite defender. And it's they, like, they you got to look at, I forgot about it. And PJ Tucker. They added to the Joker. And you got the six man saying, of the man. year with Eric Gordon. Like, he yeah, got Ryan Anderson coming through. Though. I'm, like, I'm yeah. so mad. Right. I'm so mad that we threw the, we as the Grizzlies threw the money at Chandler and not at Eric Gordon. Mm. That would have changed. I'm telling you, they tried it once and it didn't work out. He was with the Pelicans. But, but, that's yeah. who you should have yeah. given the money to. Even with the current makeup of last year's team, yeah, to have a guy like hard. him to spread the court 
Was he hurt though? Well, that's the thing. He came off. Yeah, but he came. Jamal Chandler was hurt too, so it really so everybody else. So, but I'll just say this: I think the Rockets is one are one of those teams, and Dan Tony is one of those coaches to where they can make you believe for a while, but. Man, I agree. come come playoff time deep in playoffs is like I, I just I can't trust if, if, if you them. I can't it. trust them. The thing about D'Antoni, it's a system. That's mm-hmm. what they always call it. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you can find a way to disrupt the system, yeah, for sure, it's gonna be tough. Now Chris Paul, I love him to death. You know what I'm saying? But like, anybody who can make that work, and now, but to that point, anybody who can make that work, far as like Chris Paul and James, Harden, I don't think any coach could make that work, but. Like I will give D'Antoni his credit on that offense. He got he got that. Oh, yeah. so, so I think that he has talked to them or put them in a situation where they gonna work that out. And that's why I think some of the more unheralded like pickups over the offseason was PJ Tucker, elite defender. I give you that. Bob Mute, elite defender, and you got Clint Capello, who in my mind has been like one of the most improved players in the every last two seasons. Year. Every, every year. single year. Yeah. He is better. Rim protector. So that's why I think they wanted to show up on their defense. Shout out to Daryl Morey for those pickups. I just – And they're boy Tari back up too. Yeah, oh, yeah. And yeah. they got Tari. Yeah. 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 He know his role. Guys are going to play their role. role. I'm going to tell you this, man. And like I so won't to believe in the Houston Rockets. But there's two reasons why I can't. All right, all right, number one. Number one is CP3. Mm. Number two. But you root for him, though, don't you? He, he, no, he hates CP3. No, he hates CP3. No, no, no. Oh, he hates CP3? No. And number two, which probably should be number one, they got the, they got the scum devil on the team. James Harden. I can't go for nobody with the I, I, ASU. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I can't do it, fool. <laughs> I just can't do it. It's, it's hard because I found myself cheering for him one time last year. I had to look at myself in the mirror. I, I, Jamal, I, who are you? I started to like James what then. Are you, what are you doing? Um, but when he – I hated when James started. I mean, the first year at Houston, maybe even that last year at OKC, when he just really started to intentionally draw the foul and he was at the line, <laughs> Every play. you know, 20 times a yeah. game. And it's like slowing the game down. It's like, <laughs> bro, I, I didn't like that. Now, he can hit some stuff, but it was like you're intentionally, just like some guys intentionally do it on the jumper or whatever, on the swipe through and all that. But it's his Euro to go through just to draw the foul and not even try to get a, a ball. Yeah, he just dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah. he, dropped he the not ball. even trying yeah, to get shot to get up. It. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that, that was, that's boring <laughs> basketball to me. You know, I don't want to see that man at the line 20, 30 times a game. Man, come on. But last year, he showed me something different. You know, he kind of showed me some of that ASU, James. You know what I'm saying? It was like, okay. Until the playoffs. And, and then he disappeared. Yeah, and that's when the real Which ASU. is another reason why I say you can't trust them yet. boys in, yeah. the, in the regular season. But. Ain't none of them showed me nothing in the playoffs. Uh, CP was trick daddy one series too. So yeah, yeah, he, did. yeah he, was. he always trick daddy. Oh, y'all want to get it? Y'all want to get his? <laughs> he, the, he the best point guard. No, best no, can lead. Just, no, he can't lead. He can't lead nobody to the finals. When did your your hate he can't for Chris lead Paul nobody start? To the can, we, can we get to the bottom of this tonight? When did your hate for Chris Paul start? <laughs> it all started on the Mother's Day. Back in 20... Oh, that was 2011. 2012. May 2012. It was a playoff game. A, game seven. But that I wasn't him. Was a playoff the forum, game. It don't yeah. matter if it wasn't him. He was on the team. Bro, that was swaggy you made my You made my mama sad. <laughs> you made George sad, Chris Paul, and I will never, ever forgive you for it. And they, Nah, for real though. It's just, <laughs> it's, hard, man. it's just because everybody... Like, look, I know how talented he is. He's super talented. He's a, he is one of, if not the best point guard in the league. But if you're going to do that, you have to lead your team to 
past the second round of the playoffs. We heap all these responsibilities and all these expectations on everybody else who we say is the best or a top 10 player, and we've given Chris Paul nothing but excuses for the last five years when he had a really – when super talented team with the Clippers, folks are trash. Come on, sorry. See now, I now, I say, now I you, now you, like, you, you know, know Clippers are better than, than Chris De- Paul DeAndre as Jordan, far as leading his team. DeAndre Jordan was overrated as much. He Chris Paul made DeAndre Jordan what he was. He halfway made Blake Griffin what he was until Blake Griffin Griffin finally started shooting the jump shot. But then they were dysfunctional from everywhere else. You know what I'm saying? You had other key players that were pieces that would do the three all stars. Man, yeah, you, you got three all stars. Real all stars. What I'm saying. DeAndre Jordan was no. It's not a real all star. Y'all don't tell me that. Y'all ain't telling me. He won the all star. He just got his first all star. He won the all star. He got his first all star. I'm just saying. So like, you got Chris Paul. Man, trash. I'm not saying you gonna see it this year. The man trash. I'm not saying he wasn't trash. But I'm just saying we let him get away. We we let him get away with so much more stuff that we wouldn't let any other point guard get away because people like him. And he's super likable yeah. until he gets on the court and he starts bitching at his teammates and he starts bitching at the ref every time. If you such a good point guard and you one of the best, why are you always complaining about calls? Why are you always in the ref's face begging for calls? You know what? Don't worry about it. Keep it moving. <laughs> Name a point guard that's drug a team uh, to the second round recently. Derrick Rose. Who's on the team? Who's on what? It don't matter. It was De- now, I'm asking who's on the team. They some weren't bombs. as good as the team that Chris Paul had. Come on now. No, they were some bombs. They were some bombs. I'm asking who's on the team. Noah, uh, <laughs> no Kings, no, no, who was an all-star no, that year, no, too, if no, you want to use no, the, even, DeAndre Jordan no, excuse. Even, but he, DeAndre wasn't an all-star that year. It wasn't even – Jimmy Butler but wasn't even known was, that. It was like an old Richard Hamilton. <laughs> you know, bro, like D-Rose MVP year when he took them to the Eastern Conference Finals, that Chicago team wasn't about shit. That's why D-Rose won MVP. Was Powell there? Hey, you know what? I'll give Ty. Was, was Powell there? No. No. The Powell's on nah. the Lakers then. Well, who was the other guard? It might have been Keith Bogans. As I can't even remember. Guard. That's how he went. That's how you know. I said, I think well, the other guard. Ben Gordon. Ben Gordon. Yeah. Like he might have been, been there, but like, I'm <laughs> telling Luau you, bro. Like, Dane. Dane. Yeah, Luau Ding. Yeah, Luau Ding. Yeah. That team was basically D Rose, Luau Ding, and Joe King. And if you mean to tell me that those three are better than Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, JJ Reed. I can't do that. Now, here's my question. I'm not going to let you have that one. I'm asking a question. I'm asking a question. Who did they play? Now, the competition may have been different. It's a totally that. different game. No. You playing the Spurs? See, no, here we go. Uh, and the Bucks. Here we <laughs> That's go a totally different that. thing. Here we go with that. Beat them. I'm just asking questions, man. Just, if you, if ain't you, nobody want to ask my question. I just ask a question. If you, know you, what that, if you that good. I forgot. If you that good, beat Look it up and see. If you that good, beat them. That's all I'm saying. If David Stern never blocked the situation, oh man, yeah, here y'all we go still, with that. still win the one. <laughs> no, come exactly. on, still win the one. Can't you eight. can't you see that whatever Chris Paul touched turns to shit? No, I can't see that. He turned <laughs> it ain't, it a it whole ain't franchise in New Orleans and took him from from Katrina to the Promised Land. You know what I'm saying? The Promised Land in the second round. I mean, yeah. the prom- if, if, if the Promised uh, Land the second- being in the playoffs, if the Promised Land is the second round, Chris Paul is the king of the Promised Land. Because he, 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 he ain't went past that. Is there is there another land <laughs> above the promised land? All right, let's get off Chris Paul. Get off Chris Paul, man. I just yeah. uh, tell me, see, get, who Lord Jesus? Blood pressure up and stuff. I know. All right, let's go play. Let's do playoff predictions real quick. Um, for your West, let's do the East. The East is gonna be the easiest one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Will it be? Man, ain't, no, ain't nobody on the eight. So first two seeds: Cleveland, Boston. 
Yep. I think Washington might be yeah, too. Well, I, I think they got a chance. I got to see him again this I think, year. I think I'm, a, I'm a Washington is, fan. Yeah, Boston is the popular pick, but I, you got to watch out for Washington. 3 2. I was about to say, I don't know if I trust Otto Porter like that. I though. like, I, I've been telling y'all since we. You have, but I don't I know said if the Grizzlies should have drafted Porter like that, though. Listen, he's getting better. I don't think I would have paid him that much money, but he's getting well, better. He, he deserved that bread. Every no, year, I mean, the man gotten better. Yeah, he in the lab at least. I can respect yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. He's getting better. Exactly. He's getting better. Being exactly. I think. Uh, <laughs> but that's it. So two, three, Boston, Washington in what what order? So four, five, mm. Toronto, nope. Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think well, that's safe to say. I think what about Miami though? No. I think Miami might come in about six. Miami's uh Milwaukee gotta be in the top four though. Gotta it depends be. on injuries with them, though, man. I think Miami is going to be four through six in that area. All right, um, so we'll just do it like this: the the the, the four, four, five, six will probably be Toronto, Milwaukee, Miami, Miami, Miami right. somewhere there we go. in whichever order. Yeah, yeah. Toronto. Right. Oh, and you can pick anybody from seven and eight. Let's throw the Hornets. Let's throw Hornets. I, I, I got to get the Hornets a shot. Maybe. And, I, and I'm expecting. What's, what's left in Atlanta? Philly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, hey. Atlanta's, Atlanta's going to be like hey, bottom a, feeders. Hey, they yeah. yeah, they trade. Uh, Them, Indiana, and Chicago is just like. Uh, yeah. Chicago might yeah. have the worst Rebuilding. roster they don't ever had. Yeah. yeah for I real. was actually trying to think who on the Chicago roster has more than like four years of service? Quincy. Does that technically count? Because he's been hurt a lot. He's been hurt. He, they don't have they don't have many veterans on that team. No, I hope my hope my <laughs> boy have a good year. They need to they need to put a blanket or some kind of covering over the Jordan statue for the whole season. Because he does not need to be affiliated. <laughs> he does not deserve to watch man. this. He don't need to go to United States take no pictures. No, <laughs> he ain't there this year. What ghost ain't there? I'm actually I'm actually with you on I'm actually with you on Philly. If they can stay healthy, Philly Again, might be nice. It's a nice. Oh, you can book that. They're gonna a, make the playoffs. It's an I think they got a chance to get as high. I think, as they, I think they still get in, even if M, like if Embiid or whatever don't do what he do. I think they still got enough. Yeah, actually, I think they got a chance to get fifth or sixth. They, the I think I think the Sarge dude that nobody ever talks about the the foreign power yeah. forward dude. Dario I Sarge. think he, he played really good last year. Good. Yeah, nobody talks good. about him. Yep. They still got Okafor on the roster. Still got Okafor. And you know what I'm saying? You added, you know, JJ, you know, so you got Ben Simmons. You got two yeah, dudes. Fultz, ben you got two dudes on the same team. Might be competing for Ricky of the Year. Sleeper yeah. edition, Amir Johnson. Amir Johnson. Yeah. Quality vet. So if he is, yeah, so if they, they want to go out there and like rough, Robert Covington is good. Yeah. He know he does what he does. I mean, yeah, they, they snuck up on some people last year with a garbage roster, though. I don't know if he's healthy or not. It ain't no easy wins when you go to Philly. No, no, it ain't no easy You know, you should be like, I'm going to go to Philly, get some cheesecake, and we're going to get this win. As y'all say that, yeah. the Grizz is up on them boys, 90 to 73, ending the third, man. Well, I, know this come pre- on, I know this preseason, come on but fighting uh, Wade Baldwins. Man, Brandon Wright got 17 and 8 right now, ending okay, the third. Okay, right? Who do? Brandon Wright. <laughs> so, I mean, what y'all talking about? It's still Philly until they tell me something different. A whole career. <laughs> a preseason it's a game. career. Garbage, man. I never like Red or right. I, I ain't gonna say I never like. I thought y'all had tremendous potential. Just, but it's on, just the, like, on the right, he team. get hurt every year. He get it's like he he gonna give you that good forty, and then you gonna be like, oh, he looks so good. He did. He averaged eight points and yeah. five rebounds. 
in 14 minutes for the first 40 games, but then he didn't play the second half of the year. Yeah. Let's bring him back and see what we get. Yeah. That boy <laughs> skill set never yeah. grew. He didn't know I mean, you, you subtract, a, you subtract, eight years. you subtract DeAndre Jordan's athleticism, you know, a, a few notches. Their game is the same. Right, Brandon Wright got a jump shot. I mean, his, 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 is better, his is better, but I'm just saying, like, they, they, they're efficient at the rim. They're very efficient at the rim. Like, screen and roll like that, man. I always screen him. I ain't throw the thing up. He got it every time. Not to be on DeAndre, but I always just wonder, like, what do guys like him and Dwight Howard practice on? Work on in the summertime. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Being like, shape. you have zero improvement from last year. You do the same, <laughs> same, same thing. Well, well according to my according to my good friend Josh Pastner's Instagram, oh gosh, uh, Dwight's been in Atlanta this yeah, summer working on jumpers, working shooting on jumpers. jumpers and threes and free throws. So yeah. I saw that, but he shot a that. air bottle free throw the other night, didn't he? Look, man, I didn't say the man was perfect. <laughs> we know that. I just said the man was working on it. Maybe, maybe. I mean, just because you work on something, doesn't mean you can get better. At it. Speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of Dwight Howard and Josh Pastner, speaking of Dwight Howard and Josh Pastner, so. Yeah, I talk about what does he work on. I don't know if he has – like, I hope he has to mature. He has to mature mentally, man. Because, like, I remember Kobe's – Don't bring – read listen. the article. Read the, read the Sports Illustrated article about how Dwight good has article, matured. I ain't worried about that because he got to show it to all Seven babies will do this. Listen, it listen. Will. what I tell you is – Definitely. It was the University <laughs> of Memphis game. The Lakers were in town to play the Grizzlies. University of Memphis game on, like, a Wednesday, Thursday night. Dwight Howard in the suite – Taking pictures with people, hanging out, this, that, and the other. Man, I go by Kobe in the practice court. <laughs> Getting up shots. Putting, putting jumpers up. And I was like, that's the difference between those two cats. You know what I'm saying? Like, like Does Kobe uh, be bored on the road? No, 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 no. Because Kobe wants to be antisocial? Even, even being one of the greatest ever, you still in there putting putting that work in and improving your game my when you, you're struggling. And I this man, man in there having fun. But I mean, hey, hey, come on, man. It's How like three my... people in the world wired like that. And that's Jordan, Kobe, and probably Westbrook. That's about it. I'm wild like that too. How yeah. you know my man didn't do that earlier? How you know? Space, so how you know he didn't take a shower and then go sit in the suite? How you know he went in there exactly. with Kobe and Kobe just been kept there working going? Out some. See, man, I tell you about y'all Laker fans. Y'all just come up with these. <laughs> Kobe, Kobe's legend is going to grow so much since he retired. It wasn't a legend. I they saw gonna, him on the They're going to be like, man, y'all remember the this time Kobe fact. scored 179 points in 22 minutes? <laughs> that didn't happen. That did not happen. I'm sorry. Okay, right. West, West, Western playoffs. Golden State. Golden State Golden one. State. Uh, Dose? I don't I, I think you got to go. Rockets. Two, three, four. I think you go two, three, four. Two, three, four, yeah. You say Rockets at two? Rockets at two. I almost put San Antonio. I almost put OKC OKC. Santana's three this year. Lock them in. Oh, I yeah. said two, two, I got three, Rockets four. at two. I actually would put, I might put San Antonio at four because Tony Parker's not coming back to yep. maybe the end of December or January and they don't care. They just know they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Let's just they get don't. in the playoffs. They yeah. like LeBron. Whatever. LeBron be like, let's get in, man. They're still the Spurs, but to me, they didn't get better. Like everybody around them got better this year. But if what if Rudy, what if Rudy get you? Something this year when he coming off. Injury. Oh, they did add Rudy. Uh, yeah, I'm going OKC three. I'm gonna yeah. tell you why. I'm, I, 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 I agree can't. with DB putting uh, Golden State and uh, the Rockets at the top two. <laughs> the Rockets. I'm gonna, gonna tell you why because the, the way they play offense, you like in, in, over the course of 82 game season, you're not trying to offense deal wins. With this. Offense wins. Offense wins. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Bro. Offense wins. They're gonna be like 06 Phoenix Suns, who was like number one. They're gonna deal with this. You're gonna have to outscore us. That's basically what they're doing. You're coming off a back to back, or it's your third game, and you got to play like them. The worst two worst teams to play. They're gonna be out here throwing up trades from everywhere. Your legs tight. You're not trying to run out there, and they playing in space. Right. So you running out. Then you got to go down and try to do what you do on offense. They're going to wear you out every game. Yeah. Your two teams are going to destroy you during the regular season. So are y'all sliding the Clippers in after that, though? 
No. I got Timberwolves at five. That's a good that's a good bet. They, uh, they are elite. That's maybe four. I gotta see them. I ain't seen them yet. I got Portland at six. Yeah, Portland gotta go six. I slick you gotta slide New Orleans about eight for me. What I tell you. What I've been telling you, I am bullish on the Pelicans. They look good. Something I am about bullish them, though. I, 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 I think they just need somebody to turn I'm, the corner I'm, I'm, for them. I'm bullish on them only because of Rondo, though. Yeah. But I think there he was what they needed the to put them in. Team, to put them in. To get them in spots. He's a difference maker. He brings a mentality. He brings a pace, a confidence, championship pedigree. No, they are. They the Pelicans are what the Grizzlies were three years ago. They got a. They got they mark in Boogie. They got a better Zebo in AD. They got a Conley. I would actually in, reverse this. Yeah. Okay, reverse, reverse it. Then. Yeah. Reverse it. Then they got a Conley as Rondo. Dante Cunningham is your Tayshon, who, who kind of a Swiss Army knife. They did bring ain't gonna back. give you too. Ain't gonna give you that much, but all he give you is gonna be cool. And you got a plug in. You got Tony plugging in the way. And you still got Tony. Now you got about truth. And you got Drew Holiday. You got Drew Holiday. Good old thief. Yeah. If he get if he get his hamstring back together, he's a wildcat. We do not refer to wildcats like that. You got a red devil. Ian? Yeah. yeah, my boy. You, got Ian? you, got Ian you see the, you see you the got Red Ian? Devils in the building. Speaking of that, I read the article today. Uh, the In the forum, the snow cone place, it's, it's a place called like Cool Kids. Yeah, we, we walked cool by Cool Kids yeah. Snow Cones. Yeah. It's run by two high school students that went to go to Germantown. They, on, they started the food truck. They started selling snow cones in their front yard a couple years ago. Made some money. They parents convinced they convinced their parents to buy a food truck <laughs> and help them sell the snow cones. Now they got a little they got a little uh, thing in the forum. So That's if you in, if you in the forum, go to the cool kids snow cone man. Uh, support those kids. They're doing. <laughs> hey man, support Memphis kids doing good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so we are gonna put New Orleans at seven. Mm. I'm gonna put New Orleans. At seven. You, got, you got them at seven. So okay, you got Portland. So, what so Portland, is? Portland at six. Where is Denver? Where is Denver? Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. I'm putting Denver in front of New Orleans. Denver, at this point. Utah. You no, got, you got, no, you got no, no Memphis and no Memphis Clippers. Fight. And no Clippers. Denver, Utah, Memphis, Clippers fight for the eight. Memphis job this year is it's to make sure Denver don't get in. Memphis job this year is to keep their fan base. <laughs> yeah, no, but but that's real. But that's so real. <laughs> do what you gotta do to keep your. That's fan. so I'm real. Though. If they if they like, I feel like Memphis really like with the moves they made. Because like mm-hmm. I said, I think Zebo yep. and Tony are so beloved yep. by this city. Yeah. That getting rid of them, if they stink this year, people are gonna stop coming. Oh. Like, like if there's no chance them winning, like and it's like January, people are gonna stop coming to the games. But if it's, lie, if it's somewhere long. towards the end of the year, and it's like, oh, there are two games or three games out of the playoffs, it is and it's interesting down the stretch, that'll maintain people's support level. But I feel like that's what they gotta do this year. Can that's you their imagine if they if. get if they get an eight seed or a seven or something? Wild success, even if they whatever happens in the playoffs, that is a wild success. success for them. Just like it was they, uh, the other year when we made it, we had a whole bunch of people on yeah. the team. You know, yeah. 20, twenty-eight so, people. Can yeah. you imagine if both the Grizzlies and the Tigers suck? How depressed this city would be? Sure. Yeah, that'd be horrible. because they basketball. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah. that's not that's not, not speaking on it. That's just we're gonna be positive without. I know. I think, I think they're gonna be better than what we think they are. I just gotta think the Tigers are gonna be really. I'm not gonna say yeah. really good. I think that Tubby. I trust these. I, I trust these. Be successful. Right. And I think the Grizzlies will be successful. All right, real quick. New All Star Game format. Uh, it's still a fan vote, but the fans vote for the top five. The starters. The, the, the top 
12 or whatnot in the conference, and then the player with the highest vote becomes the captain, and you can pick interconference, and you can have like a pickup game. So if you if LeBron's the captain, he can pick any player uh, that was voted in the pool that he wants. Do you like the new? Do you like the new move or do you hate it? What's going I, on? I like. It. I think I it's like the it. first step to something that they should be doing. I think the next step is well, take away be, the conference. It's part take of take it. away the conference part of it. Like you can keep it the same way as far as. Uh, the, the top ten guys are voting in the same traditional way, like they just kept it the same right now. But you you have your two captains. But from that point, the coaches pick, you know, a pool of however many players total that are left over to fill out the all star star games and I, uh, for the reserves for okay. for, for, for both okay, out of reserve, okay. for both sides. And then those captains pick from those players. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be a certain amount from the East or a certain amount from the West. It's the next level of however many great players. players like, by those coaches, like, both coaching staffs get together and they identify the next level of great players all through the NBA to fill out these positions on both teams. And then these two captains pick all of the players. Because then you, cause this year what's going to happen is, is too many people are going to get snubbed because of the way the West – it's loaded. There's going to be a lot of guys in the East That's getting get into it. the All-Star game that don't deserve to be All-Star. Jonathan Simmons is yeah, going to be an All-Star <laughs> for Orlando. I can't like go, that kid. Can't, can't go back He's All-Star, good. man. I like it. I, I, I agree I, with I, Tim. Yeah, yeah go ahead. I, I like well, my it. thing is – Yeah. Go ahead. No, I, I agree with Tim. I, I think it should be irrespective of the conference. I feel like it's about time because I'm tired of seeing Damian Lillard get snubbed. Like, I'm just mm-hmm. going to be real. I think he's one of the realest players in the NBA. And I, I actually believe that uh, this might be the first year that Mike Conley gets his first All-Star game appearance, which, you know, I root for a guy like him. I want to see him make it. So I'm with it. You know, I just think you had to do it. Like, it was it was, it was inevitable change. because so many guys, Jimmy Butler went from the east to the west. Paul George went from the east to the west. It's like, you taking spots, though. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I love the scoring and stuff of the All Star game, but at the end of the day, everybody knows the West is going to win that. Like, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, uh, like, Barn LeBron, uh, somebody really playing seriously, but like right now, you got like Steph. Uh, yeah, four of them you got on one team. Westbrook. Do you all think, those dudes on one team. Do you, think, do you think no. with this new idea, this new format, it will make it more competitive? So if you have a LeBron, yeah. Melo, Steph, Greek Freak, and Chris Paul on a team versus a Russ, mm-hmm. uh, whoever else, you know what I'm saying, will it, will it make it more competitive for four quarters? For a yeah. half, three, 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 three quarters. Three quarters, yeah. I think three These quarters. guys, are, until they break that mentality, they, they, they are about the business. And it's like, I ain't, I ain't here for all that, you know. Like, now, some guys can push each other buttons. You know, some of the older guys, you know, when they were still kind of hanging around when Kobe would push guys buttons and try to get them going, you know. Yeah. Um, but some of these younger cats, like LeBron never get into that mode if they, if they really want to. But some of these younger cats are just like on the tip of like, nah, I'm good, you know. And that's a, it's a total difference yeah. in mentality from some of these young guys. Young dudes used to want to be out there playing. Now the young dudes be kind of like, oh, I ain't really. Yeah. Trying, I ain't, I'm, I'm straight. I'm just going to sit down. But like, see, my thing right. is like Gary Parrish said, and this is what I'm more interested in, forget the game, is the mental aspect of it, of does LeBron, I mean, if Steph is the captain, does he have to pick Golden State? So these inner relationships, like how do they change? So nah. who's going to be the last dude that gets picked? Yeah. And is he, does that hurt his confidence? Be like, hold on, man, I make $100 million. Like, yeah. I, got a, I got a better contract than this fool. Like, I got picked last. Like so that. now I'm going to go at your ass because you picked me last. Uh, give me Bradley Beal. Yeah, damn. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I heard they might do it behind the scenes so you won't know. That's yeah. what I heard. Or, so, you know what I'm saying? 
like LeBron, like when you come down to point guards. No, like you go pick Kyrie, like if he the black, yeah, like so, you like gotta, those kind of things. So you gotta pick your teams you know right in front of everybody. Yeah, like, on TV, everybody be there. You yeah. come over with my that'd side, you stand dope, by though. me. Put that on TNT yeah. or something. Yeah, that'd be you stand dope. By old me. school playground, right? <laughs> yeah. And the banana boat boys be together. Yeah, exactly. That's what all I want to see. Honestly, that's all I want to see. All of them boys be together. If there was anything else, if there was anything else you could change for All Star Weekend, what would it be? I actually. Or do you think it's fine where it is with this with nah, this new it's, thing? It's, it's, it's it needs boring. a lot of changes though. It's like, boring. but my biggest thing is Saturday night. The game to me is the secondary. Game. Saturday night was what everybody tuned into seeing right. because everybody was so used to the dunk contest. What can you do to bring that back? I'm well, so tired ever, of that. I'm so tired of that damn narrative. The dunk contest never went anywhere. But, the dunk contest is alive and well. No, it's not. Have yes, you watched the last two of them? Yes, I have. Last year it was some garbage. Last year was two of them. Eric Gordon made the one before that, but last year was garbage. And the one before that, when Zach Levine first won, was okay. 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 I don't know what dunk contest y'all watching. Okay. We grew up watching Vince Carter stick his arm in the room with Jason Richardson and all these folks. That's not the same. Jordan and all them folks. That's not the same. There was a 14 year gap between the two things that you just said, so you can't. Sit here and tell it's me been that it's been dead. It's been there for a long time. Since, since, the, since probably the two years after Vince, it, it died after that. Like, there were no people that were really. The but stars see, don't get in. Well, that's, that's what it is. Let's do a non NBA guys because we all know it's some dudes they, they from the NBA. They're the best dunkers in the world. And let's get some dudes from the NBA and we're going to aggregate their scores. Yeah. And we're going to go over away. here using words aggregate. Or, or you know what? Hey, man, said, off the P education. What'd you say? Uh, it, it, I forget. <laughs> ir, incomprehensible? It was I, ir, irrevocable? I forget what you said. It was, a, it was one of the Vanderbilt words. Oh, you take the NBA guys out and just let the regular dudes go. Because I think that's more exciting than seeing these NBA dudes go. I mean, they got more money. Ain't nobody paying for that, though. Ain't nobody paying for that. I mean, you can market that if you make it. If you make it like a you can market versus whatever type of situation. I think anything like that would be good, though. You just bring some dudes who hungry. And bring them in there and let them lose on They got to still be included. NBA do that. That'd be dope too. Yeah. But what would y'all think about this? It's been talked about for years now, but what if you have like the the marquee names out there like LeBron and Westbrook in the dunk contest? Well, they dunk swag and still be They wet. will be wet, but. It's just the point. We're going to. We it's the point, the competition between them and their fandom. You gonna you gonna cheer? You gonna tear? Yeah. Tune into it. You gonna tune in? Dominique and Michael was like MJ was back in the day like doing the dunk contest. So you know what I mean? Wired different. Huh? They, they were they wired. wired yeah. Yeah. They, they were like, stars ain't banging it is, out. It's, like it's a blessing for me to play this game and to be here to showcase this for y'all. LeBron, I'm like, man, if I lose this thing, yeah. then I might lose 10 million on an endorsement. Right. I can't lose. Jordan was like, oh, shit, he beat me. Good job, player. This is cool. We, next year we're going to go back in. Yeah. It, it's become a business. Right, I'm, I'm going to push yeah, back like, just a little like bit. Jumping over the keys. Is it really, yeah. is it really a worry that he's going to? Is it really a thought that LeBron will lose ten ten million dollars? No, I'm just saying like it's, a, it's, no, more, think, it's more business for them I, I now than it, like, is, than it is than ego. Like, now, it's, it's, it's he's, past, he's past he's past his prime in that area. Yeah, now, he but, shouldn't do it now. But, anyway. er, but early on, that, that yes. was a, that was de- definitely could, a business. Because I have to seem untouchable. I have to win everything. I don't see no stars really banging out like this. So I, you I, I don't think I don't think I don't think I mean besides the superpower dunks, I don't think LeBron got dunks to win a dunk contest. That's the main thing. But I've never seen LeBron go to the game. I don't want to see Greg. I've never seen him. Yes, you have. He did it in the game before. Has he? Yeah. He has. You're right. But see, that's what I'm saying. Like, 
I feel the same way about you. Like, I don't want to see LeBron and Westbrook. Like, me personally, I want to see a kid like Derek. What's his name from the Suns? Derek. Uh, yeah. Like, Ooh, he got bounced. Yeah. That's why he was in it. James White traditionally had bounced. That's why he was in the, even though he didn't do good in the dunk contest. But, like, so they they weren't, they, like, were, they were smaller names, but they were trying like, to that's for like DJ. names. That's why I want DJ, DJ to, to get in yeah. the D-League, get a 10-day somewhere and get yeah, in the all exactly. He can go in there exactly. and put his whole head in the rim. Exactly. Yeah. Like, he could jump like and put his whole body through that jump. And dunk the ball. But that's what I'm saying. Like you can find those average the dudes that's on the internet that go around the world dunking for to get paid. I want to see if them. you did a marketing <laughs> uh, a real life marketing campaign to market them starting from December to All Star. You get enough eyes on that and enough interest and intrigue in it to get them people to watch. I mean, people are watching it on TV because I mean the NBA is partnering with them to do some stuff on TV. And they were marketing them. They had yeah, all this they had stuff. Shaq they had the little Smith competition and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, Dunk King but, thing. Yeah, yeah, Dunk yeah. King, but what yeah. I'm saying is, like, I'm like the average fan isn't gonna if you're not like uh, integrate uh, putting them together with the uh, NBA guys. They have to have a, like NBA guy coaching them. Just yeah, or somebody they have out to be there included. Yeah, they got to be. That's, yeah, I mean, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. We we we've been to All Star. We've sat in there on Saturday night, and it, it gets dry. And it's been like, bored. I think I, I think part of that reason is that Saturday night Saturday Saturday night is too long. All of them things take take a long time, and then the waiting for the dunk contest. So if you've been in the arena for five hours and the dunk contest suck, you're like, shit, I just wasted it. Boys, I mean, hit the music. Most people coming to see it though. We I mean, we get you, you, every year you still <laughs> trying to come to see like, yeah, yeah, yeah you still want to be, you still want to be in the like even. Even yeah. uh, even last year when we was in there, we watched uh, the end of the three point contest. And we watched the end of the three point contest, contest, and they were doing yeah. that stuff. It was good, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the kickback <laughs> on the OAM Network. <laughs> on the OAM Podcast Network. I thank you for listening. I want to thank my special guests. We got Derek Byers. We got Tim. We got Big Slim. That's a rhyme. We got Adrian Henning. Uh, <laughs> you can catch the show on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Like, comment, give us a five star rating. Let us know what you like. Make sure you check check out tickpick.com. That is T I C K P I C K dot com for all your uh, sporting event and concert needs. And uh, yeah, man, we'll catch you next week. Like we say all the time, stay safe, stay woke, keep your head on the swivel, and we out. Proceeding is an OM production. For more information, go to theoamnetwork.com. This podcast is brought to you by Amazon. Everything from A to Z. Help support this show by simply using our Amazon portal, theoamnetwork.com slash Amazon. Same Amazon deals and prices, and it sends percentage to OM. That's theoamnetwork.com slash Amazon. 